Episode 10 of the Small Biz Startup Essentials podcast, an interview with Juliet Clark from Superbrand Publishing. Well, hello there, and welcome to the Small Biz Startup Essentials podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Tom Claremont, and my goal is to help equip you through the personal brand small business startup process by providing you with enough tips and tools in these episodes so that your pivot through the small business startup process goes a lot smoother and you're more profitable quicker. Please subscribe to the podcast and give us a like on the platform you're using. You can go to TomClaremont.com for more information on how I can help you with your new startup. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Small Biz Startup Essentials Podcast. Very pleased to have with us today, Juliet Clark from Superbrand Publishing. You know, what if you could determine who in your audience is your best client in 180 seconds? Julia Clark is a dynamic and sought-after speaker and podcaster who has spent the last 20 years helping authors, coaches, speakers, and small businesses all over the world build expert platforms. Corporate companies, startups, and author-speaker incubators worldwide have benefited from Juliet's unique and massively effective method of mastering lead generation and qualification for expert status. Juliet created a platform building tool that assesses audience obstacles, generates leads, and qualifies leads for businesses. This simple technology can be used on social media, from the stage and at workshops to build email lists and create conversations that build long-term relationships with potential clients. Her podcast, Promote, Profit, Publish, helps entrepreneurs understand how to use great tools in the coaching and small business spaces. Julia, thanks for being with us today and welcome. Thank you for having me. So tell me about the book publishing realm. I mean, how did you go from having the dream of being a book publisher to moving toward actually transitioning to becoming a book publisher? I mean, that's a huge step, isn't it? It is, and, and I don't even know that I had the dream, so okay. <laughs> it was an even bigger step. Um, so uh, right out of college, I worked in traditional publishing, and then I went on to the advertising world. I worked at Shia Day on a billion-dollar account and then went to Mattel Toys. And in 2007, I w- wrote my first book. I, I've always wanted to write a mystery novel. I was going through a really nasty divorce, so I just killed my ex-husband in it. And uh, everybody knew. So um, when I went to publish, I, I self-published. It was brand new. I thought, okay, I've got this rocked. I know what to do. And what I found was a really poor business model for the authors that had been set up. It was very, uh, it, it wasn't very author-centric. So with my second book, I decided to publish my own. I learned everything I needed to for the self-publishing world, which was a little bit different than the traditional publishing. And by my third book, I'd sold over 25,000 copies of some relatively bad mystery novels. <laughs> that's, that's how I got into it. <laughs> okay. Well, so, so, you know, I have aspirations of, you know, maybe writing a book someday. My wife uh, wants to write a book someday. 
can you explain the differences, uh, the pros and cons of self-publishing as opposed to, um, you know, doing publishing the traditional way? Yes. So traditional publishing, of course, they, they're a big business and their goal is that, that they have to make money. So what they're looking for is uh, something that has mass media appeal that they can sell to a very wide audience. And um, the reason it's so hard to get traditionally published right now is because they expect you to bring that audience with you. So they're looking for those big lists of people that are engaged, social media. If you'll notice out in the world right now, most of the traditionally published books are people with huge audiences, people that are already well-known are getting those contracts. Um, one of the things that happens with traditional publishing is they will take your manuscript and they own the rights to it so they can change it in any way they see fit. And for some, for some authors, they don't really like that. That's, that's part of their choice for self-publishing is that they, they don't want it changed. And of course, they change it because they need that mass appeal um, to be able to really sell it on a big level. So that's the traditional. Um, one other thing with traditional, there's a lot of prestige with it because you know they've chosen a book that will have mass appeal. And so there's a lot of, there's a lot of credibility and prestige behind having your book traditionally published. Self-publishing is a much shorter timeline. I probably should have mentioned traditional publishing, usually 18 months at the, at the is probably the shortest period of time to get a book to market with a traditional publisher. Uh, Self-publishing, you can get a book to market in two to three months. So uh, it, it's a pretty short time period. If you, if you brought me a book and said, you know, we need it out by November, we could get it set up have it ready to pre-sale by probably the middle of October, early November. So very short production time. Uh, the prestige is not there with the, that it is with the big uh, traditional publishers. However, most of the people who self-publish are entrepreneurs who do it for the business. So the ROI, the return on investment, isn't as important on that book as it is on the other products and services. The other thing is that you own your rights when you self-publish. So uh, you you don't you can use the book in any way you want. Okay, good. Um, it sounds like when you self-publish, um, you you might have different goals in mind uh, on how to use the book as well, right? Like like you if you self-publish, you you want to control the content more, you want to control maybe the distribution more, you don't need the, the large audience. Um, I mean, it would be nice to have a large audience, but you don't necessarily need the large audience because you're going to distribute it on your website or maybe, you know, in, in some other fashion. It sounds like when you, if you do the traditional publishing, you, you get some extra assistance as well with the distribution and the promotion. Am, am I right or, or wrong? Well, the traditional publishers, they do not promote anymore. The promotion, okay. that's why they want you to bring your own audience. The promotion is up to you. Um, as far as the distribution, if you are with a good self-publishing company, you have the same distribution channels that uh, the traditional publishers do. Probably the only difference there is bookstores. And um, even traditional publishers don't have all of their books in bookstores, but you do have the option to put it in a catalog 
Uh, and, and if a buyer, it piques a buyer's interest, they can buy it for the bookstore. So um, that's probably, probably 99.9% of self-published books will never make it into a physical bookstore. But the good news about that is most people don't buy their books at physical bookstores anymore. So, mm-hmm. so uh, explain the printing process. That's a great question. So the printing process, uh, self-publishing has changed a lot. It used to be that if you used a self-publisher, they would do offset printing and you would have to buy a minimum of 500 to 1,000 books. So, you know, we had a lot of early self-published authors with, you know, books, boxes of books in their garage. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now we use what's called print on demand. So when you come to me for a book order, I can order one, I can order a thousand, I can order however many you want. So that gives you more control over how many books you actually want to keep on hand. It also makes it really easy for Amazon and Barnes and Noble. When you put your order in, their order goes straight to the POD printer and the POD POD printer actually ships it out in their box. So the distribution is mostly the same. Now, there are variations within different self-publishing companies. And I'm going to give you an example. Tons of people like to go with Amazon. Amazon actually charges more for worldwide distribution, and they don't have what we call true worldwide distribution. Every book is printed and shipped out of a centralized place. With A self-publishing company like mine, we have contracts all over the world, so we have true worldwide distribution. It doesn't cost you anymore, but if someone in New Zealand ordered a book, it would be printed and shipped out of Australia instead of the United States. So there are even variations in distribution between self-publishing companies. Um, Can you give us like an example, uh, like sort of a case study of someone who went from thinking about writing a book to getting it published and printed and distributed and, you know, took their book to, uh, you know, speaking. Can, can you give us sort of a case study of how they went from start to sort of finish with their, their book idea? Yes. Yeah, so um, most of our really successful books have worked with a writing coach. So that's been probably the first ingredient in really getting a great book out. I have about six writing coaches that send me publishing clients, publishing book marketing clients. So they have their idea. They sit down with a writing coach. They put it out on paper. It's organized. They start writing. And then a lot of times they will, you know, get it into a really great product. One of the things that a writing coach does really well is gets the extra out. Most of the books, most of the writing coaches tell me that people put so much superfluous information in there that um, they have to go through and do like a really deep edit and start telling them this isn't, this isn't relevant, this isn't relevant, and really paring that book down into something really great. From there, um, usually people hire me in the, for publishing, but they hire me early on. The reason the, the people that work with writing coaches do that is because we need to build the platform and that takes time. And it takes time because there's, there are assets to build and there's a little bit of digital marketing involved. So for many people, that whole curve has to be uh, hopped over at the same time they're writing the book. 
So we usually work with our authors about six to nine months in advance and before we get into production. And we work on, we have a proprietary quiz platform that's an audience building tool. We use that. It's a combination of market research, lead generation, and lead qualification. So during this writing period, they're still generating leads for their business and hopefully picking up more business as they go along as well, because that's really where you're going to make your money, not from the books. Then we go into hmm. book production. And while we're in book production, we are actually creating the bestseller campaign. So we're putting together our partners we're going to leverage. We're getting that uh, release date out. We're writing copy. We're putting graphics together to get out to our partners so we can start promoting that book in pre-sale. Wow. Once that gets to the release date and we've got it in the bestseller list, then we, we do that about a 30-day process where it's on the market. And then we start what we call a free shipping book funnel where we can lead people from our speaking events into, and even social media, into getting our book for free. They cover shipping, but then upselling them into one of our services. So we have a whole integrated process where our people are out using the quiz to speak and build their audience. And then once their book is pr produced, they're using the quiz and the free shipping funnel to bring people in as they're speaking as well. Wow, it's 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 there's a lot more to that than I thought. So, yeah. so say I wrote a book and um, submitted it uh, for publishing. What's sort of the criteria for acceptance or you know being rejected? Like you know, do you say, hey, you know, we sort of read through this and um, we really think you need to you know polish it up a little bit? You know, what's sort of the criteria for being accepted or rejected? So I never read the books. I will tell you that. Um, I usually, when they come to me, they are not edited. So we send it out to the editor for criteria. We uh, refer them to editors and we let the editors come back and tell us about the product. Most of our people work with writing coaches. So we get books that are in really good shape because they've worked with professionals. Um, once in a while, I will get a non-writing coach person, and that's when we send them out to the editor to find out if it needs to be cleaned up or if it's ready to go. So um, that's our criteria. Now, traditional publishers, <laughs> the criteria, they've got a lot of criteria. Do you have an audience? Is it something that's going to have mass appeal? Is it interesting? Is it relevant? So, you know, their, their editors are looking at different criteria because they're taking a financial stake in what you're doing. We are not. With self-publishing, you pay us to uh, produce your book. Okay. So, so what advice would you give um, a future potential author that's just sort of, you know, saying, you know, uh, I, I'm going to start writing my book. You know, the time has come where I'm going to start writing. What, what advice would you give that person? So since we work with businesses mostly, uh, the first thing is have results. Don't write the book to be an expert, be an expert and write the book. So have testimonials, have results from whatever you're writing about, case studies that you can talk about that you can actually put into the book. 
Um, I think that's probably the biggest mistake that a lot of experts do is they go to these business rah-rahs and they're told they need to write a book to be credible. You need to have a process to be credible and then write the book. And there are people that shouldn't write a book. So, um, you know, have that in place. And then once you have that in place and you've decided, okay, it's time to write the book, start working with someone like me right away so that we have an entirely integrated plan. That's probably the biggest thing is authors wait until the book is completed, then they hire the publisher, then they put together a marketing plan, and by the time you've gotten to that point, you're behind the curve. All of this should be planned out so in advance so that you know where you're going with this, what your plan is, because it's not just about the book. Unless you're Jack Canfield, you're probably not going to sell enough books to make it a business in and of itself. What your goal needs to be is using that book as a loss leader or an entry-level product to get people to those bigger products and services. Right, right. And uh, as I said before we started recording here, I, I listened to your podcast earlier with Robin Colucci. And I think what, what you two were talking about was um, she was she was saying, don't write a book to launch your business, launch your business, and then write the book, right? Absolutely. And Robin is a great writing coach, by the way. She's she's one mm -hmm. of the people that, that I, I keep in touch with and do business with. Yeah, I saw her website. It, 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 it was impressive. So what happens if somebody publishes the traditional way and uh, and it doesn't really work out? Uh, very well. Um, is there a way to sort of, you know, regroup and 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 do this process uh, differently but better with the same book? You know, that's an interesting question. Uh, most of the time, you have already given your rights away to that content. What we have had one or two people do is update. So it's, you know, addition to, or they'll, they'll name it something a little bit different with updated material. Because the truth of it is that so many, so, so much of what's going on in the world is changing so rapidly that an addition to is not out of line. We have technology that's changing daily, the way we build relationships, you know, almost everything it has changed over the last five, 10 years. So yes, you definitely can. Um, but you know, it, it's, it has to be in addition to, and it has to be different. You, you can't just reprint the old book without the, the publisher's permission. So they could be with one publishing company for edition one, but they could switch different to, to, to your publishing company for edition two. And that would be acceptable. That would be okay. That would be acceptable in most cases, if you're not repeating the content because they do own the content okay. on that. And have you, you know, with all the craziness in the world with, uh, with this pandemic, uh, you know, has, has anything sort of changed or is your line of work still pretty much consistent and constant uh, even through all of this? Uh, we've actually picked up business during the, during the pandemic. Um, mm -hmm. One of the things that's happened is we've been switching, people have been switching from in-person talks to online summits. And uh, we actually have speakers that don't have books that have been coming to us to put our quizzes together because they need, they, they realize that when we were doing these online events two or three years ago, 
that we, we've changed and the lead magnets that they used back then are no longer working. And now we're in a position where we have to be able to capture and qualified leads online versus in person. So we have been doing an extraordinary number of quizzes. We probably doubled since, since April. Um, I will tell you March 15th, I thought my business was over and there was about a week of silence and then it just, it just took off. People, people were putting together online summits and they were coming and saying, I I need that quiz tool because I know, I know that what I was doing before isn't going to work. So in sort of wrapping up, um, it sounds like that quiz tool that you have is a real uh, useful resource to um to qualify people is that the right word to use yes so um what we do with the quiz it's very different than anything else out there on the market is we take the success principles of what you teach and we break it into categories and then have people assess themselves on a scale of one to ten with success statements So zero is I haven't started this, 10 is I'm doing this really well. What that does is when they get their results, they can see the gaps in their learning. And so that's the first place where we have a market research point where we show them that they're not stepping up or or doing the things that are going to get them to to success. The second part of the quiz is what we call a commitment section. And we have statements where they uh, assess themselves on, are they 100% committed to solving the problem? Are they willing to to invest to solve the problem? And would they set an appointment? And based on that, there are three different autoresponders in the background. So if you score high on the commitment section, yes, you want to spend money. Yes, you uh, are willing, you want to solve the problem, and yes, you would set that appointment, you're going to get that person's calendar. If you're in the median space, then we decide what to give them, but those are typically people who love what you have to say, but they need nurturing. They may be seeing you for the first time. And then typically in any room or summit or wherever you're at, there is about 80% of the room that will never pull the trigger. They get something free. You kind of put them in your list, but now you're pre-working with pre-qualified people who have told you that they have some interest in some way. And so you're really parsing down to who, who's willing to work today, who is maybe willing to work next month. And, and so you're really pre-qualifying them in that sense as well. Good. Well, that's, that's very interesting. Uh, the uh, book, publishing industry is something that I I was uh, looking forward to learning more about. A lot of great advice, Julia. Uh, Really appreciate your time today. Can you tell everyone how they can get a hold of you? Uh, Yes. So you can get a hold of me over at superbrandpublishing.com or uh, my email address is Juliet, J-U-L-I-E-T, at superbrandpublishing.com. And if you want to try one of those quizzes, you can go over to www.leadlogicquiz.com and try one out for yourself. Leadlogicquiz.com? Yes. Good, good stuff. Julia, thank you so much for your time today. It was very educational and very interesting. 
the book publishing business, I'm sure, is uh, something that uh, a lot of people would be interested in learning more about because uh, there's a lot of questions that are answered for sure. And, and uh, looks like you've made the process a lot easier for, for many people. Thanks again. Thank you. That's our episode for today. Thanks for listening. Please let me know what you think of today's episode and your thoughts on the topic. Please give us a like in Apple iTunes or whichever app you're using. It helps us out a lot. Again, for more information about how I can help you through the small business startup process, please go to TomClaremont.com. There you'll find a free download called The 7 P's to Profitability. It addresses the issues and the elements you'll need to have a profitable personal brand business. 